whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hey guys, this is Yuffie Frick from Rock Antenna again. And tonight I'm having a chat with Mark Tremonti again. I'm happy to see you. It's happening. Happy to see you. <laughs> we actually had the pleasure of talking, I think, three or uh, kind of four years ago. I'm not sure. We were talking at Rockavaria Festival. And just to help you with your memory, I got a picture. And you guys can see this right now, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I had a different hair color. That's why. But it was awesome. We were talking in the school oh, yes. bus. and it was. I remember. It was awesome. Ever since, I just couldn't stop thinking of your perfect teeth. Oh, I Because, like, I Mark Tremonti okay. has, I, I, I don't know, it's just perfect, shiniest teeth of oh, all time. So that's... Thank you very much. <laughs> you very much. Lots um, of <laughs> You guys just uh, started the European tour where, in, supporting, in support of the uh, Dying Machine. Um, how are you guys feeling back on track? Good. You know, we've had, uh, we started out really strong on this tour, and then we had a couple setbacks. Um... Eric, our guitar player, fell down the steps on the bus and broke a rib. No way. So uh, he spent the last show sitting in a chair playing. And tonight he's got to sit in a chair. So it's kind of a, it's a bummer because we want to get up there and rock. And then you have one guy sitting down. It's completely weird. But uh, it's life, you know. And then um, we had something personal happen to one of our crew members that he had to fly home. And it was a really devastating news he got. So we're, mm -hmm. it was kind of a... Like I said, we came on this tour. It was so everything was so positive, and within 24 hours, the rain clouds came in and just dumped on us. And now we're trying to bounce back. So, all right, all right, like hard times right now. Yes, yes. Are you like following what's going on in the states right now with the wildfires? Is everything okay? Yes, or? you know it's it's on. Um, you know when we're over here in Europe, the only few channels that are in English are the news. So that's all I see all day long are the wildfires, and it's just depressing as hell. You know it's. When you see, I just saw a video last night of a guy's uh, father singing to his daughter as they're trying to escape the fire to try to calm her. It was just, I couldn't imagine being in that position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's devastating. You've been supporting Iron Maiden on tour in Europe this, like, last summer. How was that? That was uh, the peak of this band's career at this point. It was, uh, you know, just to be able to say, uh, up next, you have Iron Maiden. It was, you know, just saying that was... Uh, mm -hmm blew my mind the first concert i ever saw in life was iron maiden so to be able to support them on tour for seven weeks was insane yeah mm -hmm. um i was wondering like talking about your new actual record um which is kind of I, i'm not sure if i really want to call it a, a concept album but you say there's like this bigger story bigger mm -hmm. picture behind mm -hmm. it right mm -hmm. i was wondering if this kind of makes a difference in arranging the set list for the night like do you want to keep the story or just not care no i mean the um even the album itself is uh it's a concept record for sure but it's, it doesn't flow in the in the order of the story uh, i i wanted to do that but it would have been a weird sounding record you know it dynamically it had to be arranged differently but live we still chop up the rest of the first three records um in the set but maybe one day we'll we'll put on a uh we'll put on a front to back performance of the record who knows my impression was from a dying machine it's kind of more hard it's harder it's more edgy it's just also heavier in a sense of mood mm -hmm. like it's just more melancholy i would say uh is that something you guys were consciously talking about after dustin cauterize or no it just kind of happened naturally when i um when i wrote uh, a dying machine the title track I loved being, I loved the story that was going on in that song and I wanted to continue that story. So I kind of 
thought, where could this story go next? And I thought of different characters and different points of view. So the heavier songs are from one character in the book's point of view. Well, the, I've actually wrote a, a book that accompanies the album, but one character in the story is very aggressive, and that's, you know, the bringer of war is specifically about him and, and uh, from the sky and all, a bunch of the heavier stuff comes from his point of view. But uh, I get to sing some of the lighter stuff from uh, Stella's point of view, who's the character from The Dying Machine. So that's kind of a, I got away with writing, you know, some more emotional songs because I got to speak from somebody else's point of view. So it was, uh, it was good to be able to do, to kind of role play a little bit on this record and sing from different um, characters' points of view. But at the same time, it was kind of tough. Um, you ha when I saw the direction for the story, you had to write a certain way or else uh, you couldn't just be completely free with it. But it was, it helped and hurt at the same time. But I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I went through with it because I'm happy with the way it turned out. How is the feedback from the fans? Oh, they love it. You know, they, um, you know, it's just been tremendous response from them and they want a sequel. That'd be the hardest thing in the world to do. <laughs> I was wondering how, I don't know, how would you describe what was the step that you guys took internally as a band? Um, the only thing different, I think, on this record was, uh, you know, it was a concept. So I had written all the lyrics and all the parts and all the arrangements before the studio. And I, I sat with Eric and uh, played him the songs and he, he programmed all the drums to the whole record. And we had demos done. Before I got with my producer, he could hear that this, the album just not not as great as it's going to sound when he um, puts his hands on it. But uh, the arrangement, the lyrics, everything was completely done from start to finish before we hit the studio. So that was um, more organized than I've ever been. Cool. Well, there's also a question I got to ask about mm -hmm. Alderbridge. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Because I just heard uh, just a few days ago that Miles said there's the songwriting scheduled for spring 2019. Mm -hmm. um, he said, like, there's some ideas out there. And I was just I was wondering what he was talking about. Can you specify that? I mean, we're always working. So it's uh, I'm writing f full bore writing for the next record right now. And I'm sure he's doing the same thing. And then when we get together, we just spill all our ideas on one another. You know, I say, here's my favorite stuff. He shows me his favorite stuff. And we, uh, we do our best to combine our ideas so each and every song means something to, to us. So there's, you know, we don't go to one another and say, here's a, here's a finished song, just sing on it. Or, you know, we say, here's three or four parts that go with this song. Maybe take one of your parts and throw it in there and then show me one of your songs with a few parts and I'll throw my parts in there. And, um, Fit them together like puzzle pieces so we can both be involved in each song. Yeah. But do you ever check in with each other when you're doing your solo tour? I mean, Miles just put out a solo record. And mm -hmm. is that something you, you care while you're doing your own stuff? Do you just focus on your own stuff? How well, we just think about the next Alter Bridge record. Like, I send, I send him audio clips. You know, like, here's a part I like. Here's, and, um, you know, he'll get back to me and... You know, we, we plan on getting on, just getting on FaceTime and starting to put stuff together before springtime, but we just got to wait till we're not touring, yeah. you know. Okay. Sometimes it's tough in the middle of it, because we want to, I want to sing my ideas, and you want to sing to me, you got to save your voice for the, for the show. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. But let's talk Tremonti, all right? I just heard this story, which was pretty awesome. You've been talking to your kids the other day about artistic output, art, artistic worth, mm -hmm. basically. Because from what I got was um, you've been 
with your kids in a car or something like that and, and they were uh, tuning into Taylor Swift and yeah. didn't really like it that much but you had a lesson to share what was that? No, I mean any, any artist that can get up on stage and entertain and has millions of people following them and they write their own music you got to respect that even if it's not your kind of thing um, you know I've, you got to respect all kinds of music you got to see the talent in there and the uh, you know when, when you can get up there and Specifically, if you want to talk about Taylor Swift, I, I don't know much about her other than what I hear on the radio. But you got to respect the fact that that they put on an amazing show. Everybody I hear that goes to the show says it's a great show. And then uh, I, I hear she brings up Mick Jagger on stage, or she brings up Alanis Morissette, or some some great performers, and she holds her own with each and every one of them. So hate on it all you want. You know, a lot of these big pop stars have a lot of talent. You know, a lot of talent. You look at like a Justin Timberlake. You know, you have the the angriest middle dude that's like, Justin Timberlake sucks. Oh, yeah, well, sing like him, entertain like him, act like him, dance like, do any of that stuff. And then you can say he sucks. But a lot of those uh, a lot of, a lot of those pop stars have a lot of talent. Some of them don't, but most of them do. There's this whole effort behind, and we tend to maybe not see it. Oh, well, the performance and the, and the whole... The whole um, uh, imagery behind it all is it's, it's a big thing you know the stage show and the presentation I think that's one thing that holds Tarani back a little bit is we don't have this big I don't have this big persona you know and uh, you know we kind of rely just on the music but I've never been good at making videos or anything like that it's just it's just the music some bands uh, like you look like a Marilyn Manson or something that's really a big image uh, you know the music's great but uh, but as far as like the characters and the um, the stage performance is like a whole other thing, like 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 Slipknots and the or Kiss or some of that stuff. A lot of it has to do with the the appearance, and um, some bands have it, some don't. I totally agree. Uh, and in 2018, I I talked to a lot of newcomer bands, up and coming artists. Um, there's this thing with social media as well. Like you have to. There's this pressure to put stuff out there, to be there, to be present to your fans or potential fans um but you really have to as you say like you have to be that per persona to you have to show yourself and if you don't feel like that mm -hmm. it's kind of you can get under the wheel you know on, yeah on social media I, i try to stay just as real as as i'm speaking to just somebody who has who's not even a music fan you know i just uh i guess that's my my persona is just being a completely normal person you know i don't try to um Actor. be something on stage and then bring it off stage i'm i'm two completely different people on stage and off stage so I'm, i kind of talk on social media like i am off stage so um but i try to respond to as many people as possible i appreciate people so much when they say nice things about the songs or the records so i always reply to them as much as i can and uh sometimes i, I just can't keep up with responding to everybody but there's some days where i respond to every single person on the on the feed so um But I just do the Instagram and the Twitter. You know, I, I don't even know how to use Facebook. Do you think it was easier for bands in the 90s maybe to start at times when you just didn't have this back channel? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was just a totally different game. Like, it was, uh, it was before the streaming, back in the record sales days. You know, I think we've all had to maneuver and, you know, um, manipulate the way we do our business, too, because this is... Uh, This is our art, but it's somewhere we have to we have to pay the bills. We have to pay for these buses and the hotel rooms and the crew and all that stuff. So you got to be smart. You have to do your your meet and greets. You have to be smart about you know. I do guitar clinics and 
Uh, there's a lot more one-on-one -on -one time with, with fans. You know, back in the day, there was none of that. You know, it's just you do your performance and you have this mystique. You know, you don't know who the people are and, and they leave. Nowadays, we, uh, every single one of our shows, we go out after the show and meet anybody who wants to meet us. If somebody bought a CD or a T-shirt or a poster or whatnot, we'll stay after the show and sign everything. You know, so it's, you wouldn't have seen that back in the 90s, I don't think. Um, I think YouTube kind of started that too, where you, back in the day, I wondered what a Slayer concert was or a King Diamond concert or how dangerous it must be. Nowadays, you just get on YouTube, you're like, oh, that's what it is. That's cool. You know, it's that the mystique's not there anymore. Nowadays, it's not there anymore. And you have this much more of a, it's, it's not private anymore. You, you get to know people personally. So, Last question, Mark. I'd like to ask professional bands mm -hmm. about their advice for newcomers and up-and-coming bands. What's the key in making a band work, making reaching some a certain level of success and stuff? What makes Tremonti click? Um, you know, I think the main thing that keeps keeps me going all these years is just uh, writing songs and, and enjoying writing songs. I think when people get complacent and write a song and then wait till it's time to hit the studio to start writing again, sometimes they fall off but I, th I think if you're always following doing this for the right reasons for your art for creation for creating these something intangible from that you bring into into this world that means so much to so many people that's the a magic that I think is so inspiring for songwriters that uh, if you're not inspired just quit you know I think that's the thing be inspired write songs and work your hardest at trying to trying to speak to people through something intangible that uh to me is, is a gift you know it's this ma magical thing that uh, that we get to create something from nothing thank you so much for thank your you. time and please enjoy the upcoming tour in Europe have fun thank here. you so much mm -hmm. and so yeah bye Rock Antenne listeners and viewers um, I hope you just enjoyed the video and bis bald whole lot of talk the interviews that rock subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts